You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Turn your Bibles, if you would, Psalm chapter 100. Psalm 100. Obviously, this is the month where here in America we celebrate Thanksgiving. And, you know, the Lord was putting this on my heart. You know, Thanksgiving Day in America, the, the concept, I guess, of Thanksgiving in the English language, really, for us, began probably about 400 years ago. We've been celebrating some form of Thanksgiving here in this land of ours in America. You know... As we celebrate this holiday, though, and if you go into stores like we were in the store yesterday, I mean, we're already past Halloween, and now we're into Christmas, right? If you see, I mean, there's some things, there's some decorations, and I guess, you know, there's not too much that you need. You've got fall decorations and all that. I'm, I'm not saying that it's wrong for the stores to necessarily go out and do what they need to do to make themselves some money. I mean, obviously, they're a business. They need to make money. But I think sometimes we pass over Thanksgiving, and we just, kind of, we just kind of breeze by, not just Thanksgiving itself, but actually being thankful. If we really think to ourselves, and as the Lord brought this to me, how do I have a mindset of thankfulness in, in my heart? Am I truly thankful? What are the aspects of being thankful that the Lord would require of us to show that we are truly thankful? And I think the scripture obviously lays out for us how we can know if we are truly, truly thankful. But... You know, if our heart is not thankful, and Pastor preached about this a couple weeks ago, if our heart is not thankful, it leads to a lot of sin problems in our life. And we can see that in our country right now. You know, there's a lot of sin problems that are a direct result of us just not being thankful for the things that we have. You know, the opposite, though, is also true. If we have a thankful heart, we will engage in a lot of things and a lot of actions that prove our thankfulness. If we truly have a thankful heart, that's going to prove, that light's annoying, (laughs) we're going (laughs) to prove by our actions that we are thankful. You know, sometimes I think we get in that mindset, they're just saying thank you, and we do that out of habit, we say thank you, that that is the most of our, our result of our thankfulness, but that's not true. Thankfulness has to be a part of our heart. It has to be in our heart for us to be truly thankful. And I believe that if it is, that we would see a change in the way we behave. I know in my own heart, if I was truly thankful, as we go through this, and it's actually going to be a series, so hopefully we can go through four weeks of Sunday school and not everybody fall asleep by the second week, continuing on as we talk about the same subject. I know it's difficult sometimes. But I like to call this series Thinking Thankful. And it takes more than just thinking to be thankful. But if we think, am I thankful in this situation, I believe it will alter the way we go about our daily lives. For some reason, the Lord started working on this in my heart a couple months ago. It was just not unusual. I usually try to seek the Lord's face, and, you know, I like to get stuff done ahead of time. So I'm usually knowing a couple months out, knowing the days that I have to prepare, you know, lessons, that I try to ask the Lord to show me in my, in my life what He wants me to bring to you for Sunday school. And he started working on my heart that we needed to be talking about being thankful. And that was the same Sunday that on my way to church, I hit a deer. And that always helps. You know, car problems, accidents of any kind, that really shows you 
in your life where you are in your thankful attitude towards the Lord. Nothing like it. You know, so the Lord gave me something personal, and obviously there's been other things. You know, we've gone through a couple losses here in our church. Obviously, anytime you lose someone, that definitely tests your area of how am I thankful to the Lord? Because we have to be thankful to the Lord in all things. And we'll get into that. You know, I don't want to jump ahead because I want to kind of, as we, we're going to go through this. I want to kind of go through it. You know, one of the things I do a lot of, which I really hate, is, you know, corrective actions, problem solving of that kind. That is just such a drag on life. I don't know whoever came up with it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it's just a waste of paper. And, you know, that's something. But if we think how to solve a problem, I believe it can help us. If we understand that there's a problem in our life, we need to understand what that problem is and go about solving it that way. You know, a truly thankful heart is not moved to speak unrighteously or ungodly in the situations of life. We're not moved to react in anger towards God when situations go in our life the way that we didn't plan. You know, I think of Job. In Job 2.10, he says unto his wife, he says, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. You know, sometimes I think in our own life that we're only supposed to be thankful, and it's hard to get our mindset around that, that we need to be thankful for whatever we receive. If we receive a lump of coal in our stocking on Christmas, we need to be thankful for that lump of coal. Okay? I don't think any of us want to receive it, but we should be thankful. If that's all that we were given of the Lord, shouldn't we be thankful for it? Didn't the Lord have that gift in mind for us? Didn't he know that's what we needed at the time? You know, the Lord, nothing happens by chance with the Lord. The Lord has everything under control. You know, I know all of us also express different levels of thankfulness. We're all made different. Some of us express our thankfulness in various ways. I'm sure I expect thanks, express thanks differently than my wife does. And sometimes that causes confusion between us as to who is truly thankful and who isn't. You know? But we all express thanks dif- differently. But if we look at our own heart, we need to make sure that our heart is directed in the area of thankfulness that it needs to be. Especially... You know, when we think about thankfulness, we need to consider the who our thanks should be directed to primarily. Not only just the who that our, pri- our thanks should be directed to, but as well as who should be thankful. And we'll go through that in our series this month. You know, I don't think that there's any better month for us to talk about thankfulness than the month of November. As we are all going to think about at some point, we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner. And I know that, you know, be- uh, before that, we're all getting planned and getting, you know... All this uh, frustration, I guess, maybe, that comes into our life planning for the Thanksgiving dinner that we're going to celebrate. We need to take the time to think in our own heart, am I truly thankful? So as we look at this problem that I believe all of us in some way, shape, or form have in our life, are we truly thankful? Are we thinking thankful in our life to the Lord? We need to think about it, and we'll solve, go through this in the problem-solving method as I've kind of done for a lot of years. First of all, who needs to be thankful? And who do we need to be thankful to? What is the true expression of a thankful heart? When should we be thankful? And where should we be thankful? How should we go about being thankful? Why should we be thankful? Those are the aspects that we want to touch on this month. Hopefully it causes us to be thankful, more thankful in our heart. I'm sure all of us are thankful to some extent. But are we thankful the way the Lord would desire of us? 
Let's open in a word of prayer. I just think, Father, Lord, we thank you for this time that we can look in your word. Lord, I pray that you would just bless your word this morning. Lord, I pray that you just fill me with your spirit. Lord, just strengthen my voice. Help me, help me to speak, Lord, the words that you have laid on my heart. Lord, that we can receive from you that which we need, Lord, that you would cause us to truly be thankful, Lord, in our lives, Lord, is how it would change our life if we were truly thankful as, as a country, Lord, as individuals, Lord, as a church. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's read Psalm 100. It's a long psalm here. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Here in Psalm 100, we find a psalm of thanksgiving. As the nation of Israel gave thanks. And this was the traditional psalm of thanksgiving that the Jewish people had. Here in this psalm of thanksgiving, the psalmist writes that it is the responsibility of all lands to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now obviously we know that if it says all lands, it doesn't just mean the Jewish people, even though this was a psalm for the Jewish worship. All lands need to be thankful to the Lord and to sing praises to his name. It is a responsibility of all lands which would incorporate all people to bring praise to the Lord, thanking Him for His goodness. I know we know the obvious answer. Obviously, most of us here are Christians. We're believers. We know that the person we need to have our thanks be directed to is the Lord, is to God. We need to be thankful to God primarily as He is the one that gives us all things. Not only does He give us good health, He gives us bad health. He allows us to have bad health. He doesn't necessarily give it to us. He allows us to have bad health. We also know that he gives us our finances. He provides our, our, he meets our needs. The Lord is the one who gives salvation. We know that God is the one that we need to be thankful to. But do we have that attitude in our heart where we're truly thankful to the Lord as he desires us to be thankful? If we are not thankful to God for who he is alone, nothing other than that, we have a problem because God is good. God is good. He's all the time God is good, right? We've said that often. God is good. We need to be thankful for his goodness. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. You know, I was looking up a dictionary definition of be thankful, being thankful. So I looked and I found an article from 2015 where somebody referenced dictionary.com. And the definition at that point was the act of giving thanks grateful acknowledgement of benefits and favors, especially to God. Especially to God. Now, I think that's a pretty good definition, although we should be thankful whether we receive benefits or favors. I guess everything we receive in our life is a benefit or favor to some extent, whether we realize it or not. But, yes, we should be, have the act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement of benefits and favors, especially to God. It's a good definition. The problem is, in our world today, that even the simple definition of thankfulness, which would be acknowledging God's benefits and favors in our life, is being scrubbed from the world. It's being scrubbed from the forefront of our mind. Because if you look at dictionary.com today, you can't find this definition. All you find is that thankfulness is a feeling of being pleased or satisfied or grateful. That's what you find on dictionary.com right now. But somewhere 
fact, four years ago, someone found a different definition that incorporated God as being the aspect of our thankfulness. And that's what we need to be careful of in this world that we live in today, is so much is changing, so much is changing to try to remove God from our mindset that we, and we can see it at our Thanksgiving celebrations and the parades and everything that takes place for Thanksgiving. It's all looking forward to Christmas, not thanking God for the many benefits that he has given to us. A person, you know, is, who is truly thankful will take action to show their thankfulness. In Psalm 100, we look at verse 4, it says, Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You know, I looked up that phrase, be, be thankful. And in the Hebrew, if I could speak, the Hebrew, that phrase literally means a physical action requiring the use of hands. A physical action requiring the use of hands. So often we think of thankfulness as being what we speak and what we say and some feeling of our heart. But here in the Hebrew, it literally means something we do, a physical action that expresses our thankfulness. If we want to be thankful, there's action that needs to take place to our thankfulness. The situation of not being thankful to God is one that we can see in our world today. And Pastor mentioned this verse as well a couple, a couple weeks ago, Romans 1.21. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. When we don't want to acknowledge God for who he is, and we don't want to be thankful for what he has done in our life, we become vain in our imaginations, and it leads us to all aspects of sin. Just that aspect of not being thankful to God leads us into sin. You know, when I began this lesson, I was not expecting to stumble across this dictionary definition, dictionary.com definition, where they basically scrubbed their definition from before to, to get God out of their definition. You know, but that is what we live in in this world, that the world is constantly trying to remove God from the conscience of man, except for when it's politically convenient, you know, of course. So I, I think, you know, back a couple months ago, they were talking about illegal immigration, and, you know, we need to allow people to come here illegally because they vote for a certain party, even though it brings all sorts of problems, kills the economy, brings destruction, brings crime, all that stuff, you know, because that's, that's what the gospel teaches. That's, that's compassion. That's biblical compassion. Or I heard this, you know, a couple, couple weeks ago or a couple months maybe about we need to be prayerful as we go about this impeachment process because, you know, we're doing the Lord's work of removing an illegally elected president from office for whatever we, means we can come up with. You know, that's, that's the only time God is mentioned is when it, when it meets our needs, right? And that's not the attitude of thankfulness that we need to have or the attitude of acknowledging God that we need to have. If we were to talk about our responsibility, though, to live a moral, righteous, holy life before God, that is all of these things, he's holy, he's moral, he's righteous, then we are just outdated and right-wing extremists. We also know that if we were to talk about how all life is a gift from God, and second only to the giving of his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross for us, to pay that penalty for sin that we couldn't pay, second, only, the only gift that is less than, the, or I guess, that is more than the giving of life on this earth is that gift of the Savior. Hopefully that made sense to you as it came out. It didn't come out very clear. The gift of our Savior is the top. Second to that is the gift of life. So when we have people that are killing babies just because they say it's a choice of a woman, that is somebody that's truly not thankful to God for that great gift which he has given to us, that gift of life. You know, 
I, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard this as well, but they were talking this, this climate change thing that's going on, which is all a part of this. There was some woman that stood up in a, a town hall and, serious, recommended that we should start eating babies so that we would lessen our dependence on beef to reduce the climate. And I thought it was funny that just yesterday I, or the day before I saw something where the Antarctic ice is so, so massive now, the, the ice is so expanded that they're talking about a, an ice age again. And, uh, it, you know, it's, we know that it all is, it's, it's a mindset of the devil, and it leads people to be ungrateful. You know, they look at their world around them, they look at the industry that is making their life more comfortable, and they say, we need to be ungrateful for this that is making our life more comfortable. I mean, God enabled people to have brains to go about this and to give them the talents to create things that are making it so people live and can live in comfort. And, you know, we, none of us have to go out and, and struggle in our daily life to work, and then we come home exhausted every day. I mean, some of us do maybe, but most of us don't. We don't have to come home exhausted and then sleep in a cold house. You know, God has blessed us with many things. This sickness of unthankfulness is engulfing our world, and especially America. And I think even in our own hearts, we get caught up on it in some extent. Not necessarily the killing of babies, but we forget who we should be thankful to. And we're going to talk about this often in this series. In regards to our lack of thankfulness to God and just his person, the person of God, in, in regards to our lack of thankfulness to him, let's consider just some things. I just want to run these by you quickly. Are we thankful for his word. Truly thankful. Because remember, that definition of being thankful in the Hebrew means a physical action that we use our hands. So, when we take the word of God into consideration, are we doing things in our life that show that we are thankful for his word? Are we thankful for prayer? Are we taking physical action in the area of prayer to show that we are thankful? Are we thankful for his precepts? Are we thankful for his will being done in our life? Are we thankful for salvation, which is the primary thing that we need to be thankful for? Thankful for salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Are we thankful for his mercy and his grace in our life? Are we thankful for the health that he gives us, not just to live comfortably, but to accomplish his work, which is why he gives us our health in the first place? Are we thankful for the enabling of the word of God and the Holy Spirit to live a godly life? Are we thankful for these things? Do we consider them? Because if we consider them in our life and we're truly thankful for them, it's going to require us to take action, to prove, not just to prove, but out of a thankful heart, we will become active for the Lord. We will act out our thanks. You know, in the modern church and in America, some of our thankfulness is being directed away from God to a lot of areas. We, we can think of our, you know, our, just our prosperity in general. A lot of our thankfulness to our prosperity goes to ourself. We, we think we're the ones that are making ourselves prosperous somehow, some way. That no matter what the situation, we can work our way to prosperity. And you know, in this land, we've had the freedom to do whatever we wanted to some extent to make ourselves. But God still is the one who has blessed. It's not just us that have blessed ourselves. You know, another area that we see this happening is in the health and the, the exercise, I guess ideology really, that is taking place in our, in our country. You know, it kind of falls in line with the modern preachers, the prosperity gospel preachers as well, that healthy and prosperous is more important than living godly. Let's turn over, if you would, to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Because the Apostle Paul 
pretty much lays out for us what we should do in the aspect of eating healthy and exercise. And I'm going to read one, verse 1 through 11, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And isn't it interesting that here the Apostle Paul leads off with, in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. So he's talking about departing from the faith. And then in the next few verses, he goes straight into something else. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast, all, thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wise fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. You know, we find here, first aspect Paul is talking about is that in the latter times, some are going to depart from the faith. They're going to give heed to doctrines of men that are going to lead them astray. And then he goes straight into one of these doctrines being abstaining from now, it could have been meat offered idols, but he doesn't say specifically here abstaining from meat offered idols, and he also says in latter times. So it wasn't necessarily current times. It was in latter times abstaining from meat. Paul tells Timothy, nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. Now, I can tell you right now, if you offered me a peanut, I was going to refuse it. I would not receive it with thanksgiving. <laughs> but in those instances, there's an obvious reason. It means i got 15 minutes to get to Henry Ford or get an EpiPen or something. But in most of our lives, the meat that we are offered or the meat that we have received, we don't need to, and you can tell this to your kids, you know, at the table, why are you picky about the food that you, didn't your, did your mother work hard to put this on your table or your father work hard to put this on the table? But how do we respond to God? You know, I think a lot of what we have is that we have people, and, and it's widespread, we focus so much on our physical health that we forget our spiritual health, and it becomes an ideology to us. It becomes a doctrine. That's literally what ideology is. It's a doctrine to us that we need to live healthy. We need to exercise to make ourselves healthy, and essentially then our thanks becomes to us as opposed to God. And I believe that's what Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is trying to warn us from here in 1 Timothy, is that everything that we receive with thanksgiving is good for us to eat because God is the one who is ultimately in control of our health. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try to eat healthy, but when we put all our focus on eating healthy or all our focus on exercising, we turn our minds and our hearts away from giving thanks to God and giving thanks to our own works, our own lifestyle, our own aspects of our health because as we saw in Psalm 100, our health is given to us so that we can go about doing the work of the Lord. Verse 6, it says, If we put this in remembrance, we will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Verse 6, 
If thou put the brethren in remembrance of all things, that, what was he saying? What do we need to be in remembrance of? That every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. We don't want to be giving heed to seducing spirits and to doctrines of devils. All the meat that is given with thanksgiving is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. You know, you could eat something that doesn't look very clean to you. And the word of God says that it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Because God is not concerned with the things we eat or the exercise that we engage in. He's concerned with our heart. And what comes out of the heart defileth a man, not what goes in through his mouth. It says, refuse the profane and old wives' tables, or fables, old wives' tale, a superstition or traditional belief that is regarded as unscientific or incorrect. Here is the point, though. Our faith, good doctrine, and godliness lived out in our life is what pleases God, not the food we eat or the exercise we engage in or the BMI we contain. Our true nourishment in our life should come from the word of faith and good doctrine. If we are not getting those things into our life, we're not going to be the thankful people that we need to have in our life. And the reason we can see this in our country here in our world today is we see so many people focused on the physical aspects. Everything is focused on the physical. And when we get focused on the physical, when we get focused on ourselves, we're no longer thankful the way the Lord would have us to be. So I believe this is exactly what the Apostle Paul was saying here in 1 Timothy, it's a doctrine that leads us astray in some aspect. And it's something that is not necessarily sin. You know, it's not sin to eat healthy. It's not a sin to exercise. It's not a sin to take care of your body because obviously you need to use your body for the Lord. But when we get focused on that, when we talk more to people about exercise and healthy living as opposed to godly living, we know that we have the wrong doctrine that is perpetuating our life. So, we need to be careful in that area. We need to be careful. How often do we tell others about the good news of the Lord Jesus? How often do we spread the gospel and share them the stuff that is truly going to nourish their soul and bring them to a state of good health before the Lord? When we focus on our temporal body, and as America has done this, we become trapped in ungratefulness. You know, we have Instagram influencers that are just, I mean, everywhere, begging hotels for free stays so they can take photos of themselves, you know, to try to bring people to their, their hotels, you know, and then they get all upset if somebody comments negatively against them. You know, see some of them actually committing suicide because they can't take these negative comments. We are so focused on the physical that we no longer are thankful for God, the spiritual aspects. The, we, are we thankful as much for the, the word of God telling us to live a righteous life as opposed to are we thankful for, you know, whatever aspect physically that we have today. See, that is a trap that we need to be careful of if we want to truly think thankful in our life and to be thankful as the Lord would have us to be. Also, secondly, we need to be, firstly, we need to be thankful to God, right? That is our primary person that we need to be thankful to. And then if we are thankful to God, as he would have us to be thankful, we will have no problem being thankful to others who have given to us, who have sacrificed for us, who have done things in our lives that we needed them to do at certain times. You know, I think of the people that we should be thankful for just in general, and I'm sure there's, there's more. But we need to think about them and think about how our actions demonstrate to them that we are truly thankful. Think of our spouses. Do we demonstrate to our spouse that we are truly thankful for them. What actions do we take that show to them that we are thankful? I'm sure others are more 
are better at this than I am for sure, as my wife would probably attest. But how do we show to our spouse that we are truly thankful? You know, do we sit down on the couch and tell our wife, thank you for doing dishes? If we were truly thankful, we would have got up and helped her do dishes, right? I mean, think, think about that in our life. That is the aspect that we need to change in our hearts, in our lives, to understand that being thankful isn't just saying words. It's a physical action that we need to take. Think of our kids. Are we thankful for our kids? That's a difficult one. Are we thankful for those kids, those leeches, to suck every drop of time, energy, and money out of us? No, I'm just kidding. They're not. Do we, are we thankful for them? God gave them to us, right? We didn't give them to ourselves. God gave them to us. We need to be thankful for them. How about our parents? Are we thankful for our parents? Our pastor, our teachers, our soldiers, our bosses. Are we thankful for our bosses? Are we even thankful for our government leaders? Those that God has put and allowed to be in those positions to have the, the reins of government under which we live. You know, they didn't happen there by chance. God allowed them to take place some of it out of the willfulness of our own hearts, but God is still in control. We need to be thankful for them, and we'll discuss this as well as we move on in the series. So what is a true expression of a thankful heart to the one most desirous of our thanks, and that is the Lord? What is a true expression of that? When we truly understand that we must be thankful and that our thanks must be directed towards the Lord, our heart will be exactly as Psalm 100 says. Give thanks let me turn back to Psalm 100, because I just had lost my train of thought. Let's read it again. We're going to praise the Lord. All of us are going to praise the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We're going to sing praises to his name. It'll be uncontrollable with praise if our hearts are truly thankful. Psalm 30, verse 12, it says, To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent, O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. That's the expression of a truly thankful heart. Giving praise to the Lord forever. And not just giving praise, but acting out our praise in our life. When we are not thinking of being thankful to the Lord, rather our focus is on ourselves, on the temporal, on the physical. We're giving praise to ourselves. It's going to be our praise given to ourselves, not to the Lord. And that is not as nearly as appealing as praise to our God, nor is it what he desires. Attempting to steal glory away from God and direct it to ourselves is actually blasphemy. When we take the attributes of God and put them upon ourselves, that's blasphemy. And we see so much of that happening in our world today where all the credit that should be given to God is given to man. And that is blasphemy. You know, I want to leave us some verses that we are familiar with before we close. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Colossians 1.12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We have a great inheritance that is not on this earth that we should be thankful for each and every day. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, Colossians 3.17, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You know, when we are thankful, working for the Lord, sacrificing for the Lord, doing the things that the Lord asks us to do is not difficult. 
You know, some of the aspects in our life when the Lord asks us to do something that we may be saying, well, Lord, that's hard. Well, if we say, Lord, that's hard, look in our own heart. Does that mean that we're unthankful for the Lord? That he would ask of us to do something for him that is so minuscule, that may cause us some pain, yet he has done all for us? Psalm 119.62 says, At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. Psalm 140.13 Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name, the upright shall dwell in thy presence. And then we find in Daniel. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did it four times. How often have I ever arisen at midnight just to praise the Lord? My, my wife, I never wake up even when the kids come in. So, I, you know, but this is what David was saying. At midnight, I arise. I set my clock at midnight so I can arise. And as soon as that clock hits the next day, I'm up praising the Lord. Do we do that in our own heart? Were we thinking that way? That we need to think, that we need to be thankful today, as soon as the day begins, that we're going to be thankful to the Lord for this new day. Well, that was the attitude that David had. Do, or do I only complain, you know, when, when I have to suffer things, do I complain about the areas of my life that are being corrected by God, rather than being thankful for the new day which is given to us? You know, I need to get serious in my own heart about being thankful and thinking thankful in my life. And I would, I would trust that all of us in some area here today, we need to be more thankful and to think more thankful in our hearts each day. And that if we did that, it would change the way we go about our daily lives. So we will get on to that and later on in the series, part one today, thinking thankful. But for today, let's consider the who. Who we need to be thankful to. And let's think in our hearts, how can I be thankful to God and how can I show to God and to others that I'm truly thankful for God, the God who created us, the God of the universe, the Lord who, sent, brought, who brought salvation to us. You know, we are the ones that should be thankful in all things, no matter the circumstances, no matter the state of our prosperity or the trouble that we find ourselves in. The Lord deserves and requires our thanks. Because a thankful heart, if we have a truly thankful heart, it, desire, it drives us to praise him and to give him the honor and the glory and to bring him pleasure and to serve him with our lives. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.